Welcome back. Welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan M.K. You can follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness. Check out all my content there. Fantasy football content. Had some articles go up on the Roto Underworld Player Profiler.com. Yes, sir. Well, it's just playerprofiler.com, but it's part of the Roto Underworld. Anyway, anyway, if you're into fantasy football, please check out my articles as well. As my other podcast, my fantasy football podcast, Fantasy Madness, again with the Mad Chatter Ryan MK, you can find all of that by just going to my Twitter, so please do that, please do that. And I hope you all had a good weekend. <clears throat> it was good to see people still out in the streets protesting still, despite the fact that uh, all four of Floyd's killers are now charged. Now let's see what happens here. Because, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of times you'll see these cops, they get arrested, all of this, but when it actually comes time to officially charging them and sending them off to prison, well, that is the part a lot of times where uh, things fall apart and things go the way of the policeman <laughs> through appeals and all sorts of shit like that. And let's face it, there's still plenty more to fight for, right? We want the police defunded. I, I agree with that. A lot of people are... Now, the issue with that, the only issue I can see with the defunding of the police would be that some of these police, these fucking cops, like what you see in Buffalo where... Old man gets fucking thrown to the ground. And a couple of ch cops get charged and the rest of the uh, cops want to say, hey, we stand with these guys. Okay, what's going to happen if all these cops, these dirty cops say, well, fuck it. If we can't be cops, we're going to quit. We're going to go join right-wing militias. Some of which probably already belong to right-wing militias, if you want to really think about it. So there's still a long way to go in this fight. There's still a lot of cops to answer for taking black lives. There's still a lot of work to be done. And it's going to be interesting what happens, especially come election time, because there's still a lot, a lot of these right-wing jerks that they're just full on board with Trump and they're ready to break out their... AKs and have a fucking party and you've seen this in the protest these lines of fucking white assholes with their fucking AKs these cocksuckers probably have micro penises like you need a fucking gun put the gun down put the gun down bro I'll tell you what I'm a white dude I'm a white dude let's have a little fisticuffs you need a gun you need a gun you need an AK not just any gun either. An AK. You know what those are for? For fucking mowing people down. What you got to mow a bunch of human beings down for? You're a civilian. Wasn't it supposed to be about protecting yourselves against a militarized government? And that's what we're fucking getting. 
But see, the problem is the way Trump's got it set up. And you've seen a lot of this on Twitter where even these white guys carrying around guns are getting (laughs) some pretty decent treatment, huh? It's fucked. You've seen cops being recorded warning white supremacists, hey, this is the shit we're going to do once the curfew hits. You might want to be inside. Like, what the fuck? Corruption, dirtiness throughout the police force all across the country. Police forces all across the country. And something needs to be done about it. And I'm glad that people are stepping up to the plate. And I wish I could do more, but I really I read some really good tweets this weekend about other people who can't be out there to physically protest because of the pandemic or whatever reason. And how there's still things they can do from home. And so I'm really trying my best to do that. Because we all who are on this side are fighting for the same thing. We want fucking justice and we want equality. It's really not that fucking much to ask if you ask me. But Trump's losing. I just saw today. Fucking Trump's disapproval rating is uh, pretty high. Well, you see Republicans turning on him. The D.C. mayor, mayor who was at first trying to work with him. She's done. She's feuding with him. There's a, she had a fucking big, huge, in yellow letters, big Black Lives Matter painted right on the fucking street in D.C. I mean... People are becoming aware. Republicans, I I mean, you can see that this is, Trump's not taking this country in a good direction. And that crazy base that he has, these fucking AK-wielding rednecks, it's only going to go so far. Seeing statues go down, which is great. I love seeing this. You don't need statues of these fucking people up. Is there any statues of Hitler in Germany? Like, learn from your history. Germany is a great example. They very much teach about Nazi Germany. It's a lesson to learn. Hey... This is what became of our country at one point. We can't let that shit happen again. U.S. history is fucked, man. They try and sugarcoat that shit. A great example is Wild Bill, one of the most famous cowboys. Got a museum and everything. If you actually look into what this dude was about, not very cool. People seem to forget A, that white people came here and took this land from American Indians. And B, that Americans weren't even the fucking first place. We invented America um, and Americans, like, this was the the British shit, you know? (sighs) I saw a video earlier of (laughs) of some good old white boys trying to pull a particular statue that was dumped into a a river, trying to pull it out. Geniuses. One of them's 
using like a pole. Like, what are you gonna fish a statue out? Like, what do you? I did want to mention the whole Drew Brees NFL situation. It's been crazy. I, I meant, I know I brought it up on my last, my last podcast, my last episode of this miscellaneous debris. I brought it up and then I said I was going to get into it in more depth on my fantasy podcast. And then I didn't. <laughs> Not sure why. I did previously. Yesterday, I got a new Fantasy Madness episode out, and I did get into it in that. So I'm going to get a little bit into it now. Drew Brees came out and said some shit. We heard that. The gist of it was, I still don't support people kneeling. I mean, he said other stuff, let's be honest. But that was the main takeaway. He hasn't really changed his opinion in four years, and if you can't tell, shit's changing. And he came out later on with with, with a, an apology. And then he came out with a video apology because the first apology seemed lame because he got this fucking total like stock photo of a black arm and a white arm holding and clutching. And just get you some Schwarzenegger and uh, what's his nuts from the Predator movie, you know? They fucking sitting there, the muscles showing. Just get those fuckers. Get a picture of that. That would have been awesome. Instead, you had to go fucking stock photo. <laughs> Lame-ass stock photo. His wife comes out and apologizes. And, and really, what, what really s- said something to me was Trump tweeted out that Drew Brees, well, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. And Drew Brees actually responded to Trump. Oh, well, I did, and here's why. We need to quit making stuff about the flag, focus on the real issue of systemic racism, police brutality, blah, blah, blah. Something along those lines. Interesting. Interesting that he changed his tune so quickly, so much so, that he's willing to go against his friend, the president. Hmm. It's very interesting. The NFL, Roger Goodell has come out. And in his statement, not only, because let's face it, the NFL got kind of bashed the first go around with their statement. And then football players, NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Michael Thomas, several others, Odell Beckham, they come out and make this video. What if I were George Floyd? Well, I am George Floyd. I am Ahmaud Arbery. Very powerful video. So the NFL starts having uh, discussions on what they need to say. And Goodell comes out and, you know, you can look at it as, you know, they're just trying to say the right thing. True. But you also got to take into consideration when Goodell specifically mentions police brutality and this and that and we should have listened and blah, blah, blah. And they have a right to peaceful protest. He is very much going against the president. And all those fucking asshole fans from four years ago that threatened to fucking basically boycott the NFL if players kept kneeling. Because they want to ignore the racism and keep making it about the flag. Hmm. So they're still going to have to worry about them. Now, what's going to happen when that subject comes up? Because for sure... If and when the NFL season gets rolling, players are going to fucking kneel 
<laughs> they're gonna fucking kneel. Better fucking believe. So, is the NFL gonna change their tune if they start losing a little bit of money? But I would also like to think at this point, where we're all at, that some of those people that felt that way four years ago have changed. Those that have not, I'm I'm pretty firm on, <laughs> at this point, where our country's at, if you're on that side, flag this, Bible that, Trump is great, blah, blah, blah. If you're on any of that shit, the fuck out of here. I ain't got no time for you. You clearly, despite everything you've seen, are still down for what's going on and I'm not cool with that. Like J.K. Rowling coming out against transgender people. Like, A, why would you do that? Like, now, when all this shit is going on in the world? You must really have some strong feelings about that. And then she had the audacity to say, you can be mad, but I'm right. You're right. So not only you put out your opinion, but you claim that, almost essentially, that it's fact. Pissed a lot of people off. Meanwhile, everybody's celebrating my guy, my favorite wrestler of all time. I got a tattoo on the arm to prove it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, this motherfucker. He was out there kicking some ass, I tell you what. Stomping mud holes. People's ass. But he just lit up a fucking racist online. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just look it up. Look it up. It was great. The best tweet I saw of the whole fucking weekend was somebody put, can we all just agree that Stone Cold wrote the Harry Potter books? Can we all just agree on that from now on? Yeah, fuck yeah. Because fuck J.K. Rowling. Harry Potter even came out and said some shit against her. Hmm. But again, some people, not going to change. That's just how they are, man. And others will change. You see, Drew Brees. Okay, he's has he completely changed within? I doubt it. I'm not saying he can't or he won't or he isn't in the process. But it's, it'd be pretty miraculous to go from the one point of view to the other point of view in that short a period of time. I'm sure he's had his eyes open quite a bit. Hell, me. I've had my eyes open to some shit during this time. And I'd like to consider myself pretty entrenched in the equality movement. I was writing fucking essays on Colin Kaepernick and the whole kneeling situation for, col- for college credit back in fucking 2016. As a communications major, I had to do a lot of fucking writing. Some of my favorite topics were equality. I wrote about Daryl Davis. I wrote about Colin Kaepernick. Again, because a lot of this shit is important to me because I grew up with many friends that were not white. I've always had people close to me in my life that were not white. And I've always found it disgusting the way some people treat those people. And it's also why I bum that I can't get out there in the streets, man. This is my kind of shit. This is my kind of rage against the machine, system of a down. Fuck the system. Fuck the police. 
free the people, listen to the people, hear the people speak. That's my shit. <laughs> so it bums me out a bit that I can't be out there with everybody. But I'm going to do what I can from here and I'm going to keep just fucking ranting and raving and doing my shit because you know what? I don't have much else to do, number one. <laughs> and number two, I firmly believe in all this shit and if this is the best thing I can do is just keep speaking my fucking mind on Twitter, on podcasts, on wherever, that's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm going to do. So, we're going to take a little break, collect ourselves, I'm going to have a little marijuana, and we're going to come back next segment, and I do want to talk a little more about Daryl Davis. I mentioned him a minute ago, and I talked a little bit about him in my last podcast, but I really kind of want to talk a little bit more about him because it is a, he is a good symbol of, of, of the best way of approaching things. Maybe not the best way, but a great way. And we're, we're, we're going to get into that. But first, I do want to talk a little sports. We mentioned the NFL. Sports is on the verge of returning. We saw a little golf with, uh, you know, Brady Manning, Tiger and Phil, the boys, that, you know, a couple weeks ago. So we saw, or was that one week ago? I don't fucking remember. I probably smoked too much weed. Regardless, we're slowly getting the sports back. So we're going to discuss that a little bit. Talk a little Daryl Davis. That is a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? But yeah, we'll get into that next segment. We'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. Get back to work, you slacker. I'm back to work. Back to work. Back to work. Welcome back. I got to be honest, that was a... Uh, that was a much longer break. That was not a quick break. It's been some hours <laughs> since I was previously recording. Thanks to the storms here happening in Colorado. Nice rainstorms going on. It's a little bit loud for me to try and record. So I figured I'd wait a bit. And I did. And it's still a little rainy. But it sounds like I'm good. It sounds like you can't hear Hardly anything in the background, so we're good to go. We are good to go now. Let's see, find out where we're at. Excuse me, excuse me. Where were we at? Okay, we talked about protests, all that stuff in the opening. See, this is what happens when I when I have this much time in between the site because I smoke way too much marijuanas for this. It's a good thing though. I do my best to keep myself organized so that despite the marijuana smoking, I can find out where I'm at at all times and. Maybe you're thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But remember, mad chatter. The brain bounces around lots of places, and that's where I go. So, but, but we're back. We're back, and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're going to get into the sports talk, sports returning. Now, we've got all this stuff going on with the NFL. They keep churning. They keep looking like they're not slowing down, right? Which is why I keep up on my fantasy football stuff. Again, I know I've mentioned it a few times, but check me out on Twitter at RMK Madness. Follow all my fantasy football content, okay? It's good stuff. I do a lot of winning, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Just saying. But as far as the other leagues, well, 
the leagues I care about mainly, the NBA and the NHL, because baseball doesn't uh, doesn't seem to be quite on track to get back to play <laughs> right right at the moment. A lot of tension. Um, baseball wants to make it a shorter season, it would appear, and have the players take some pay cuts, and the players are like, we well, don't want to fucking take no pay cuts. Like you, I understand we're gonna we're all losing money here, but you want us. We're the ones out there playing. You want us, like you get to sit up there in your boxes and stuff. You want us to be out there on the field, around each other, and take pay cuts. <laughs> so I get it. I get where the players are coming from. But I do also understand that, like, hey, if, if, if other people are taking pay cuts, I guess if I was a baseball player, I'd want to say, well, okay, is everybody taking a pay cut? This can't be just the players. And I don't care enough about baseball to have looked into it deeply, but just on the surface, obviously there's a lot of tension there. And there's no guarantee we're going to get baseball this year because uh, they're really kind of at each other over, you know, money protocols, stuff like that. We've had some of that in the NBA where there was some worry about protocols, but again, the NBA and NHL look like they're getting back to play. They both, both leagues are working towards getting back to facilities where players can, you know, go in. The NHL is set up to do that. Everybody's got protocols. Even the NFL is doing this now where teams can start having people at the facilities, but they have to follow certain protocols. There's going to be a lot of that going on for a while. Okay, it's what happens with a pandemic that can kill this many people. You have to try and be safe, not just for you, yourself, but for everybody. And all those people out there still saying it's a fucking hoax and blah, 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 blah. If you think this is fucking going to go away, all you assholes who acted like this was going to go away, like I'm all for the protests and some things are just more important. But you best believe the numbers are going to rise from these protests. Because I'm sure there's plenty of asymptomatic people out there. And a report was released that they are thinking it's more rare for the asymptomatic people to infect others. Which is great fucking news as far as this, this virus is concerned. Because that would mean the people that get it, but they don't really, you know, they're asymptomatic. They don't, they don't have the symptoms. That they can then most likely not pass it to others. That's great news. Which also makes like antibody tests and stuff like that. Finding out like, you know, testing who, who has had it, who's asymptomatic, you know, trying to figure that out. You know, it's a work in progress. All of this is. But I think the sports leagues are good because here's the thing. We all need that entertainment. We need the break from reality. Even as important as Black Lives Matter, the protests, defunding the police, everything that's going on right now, as important as all of that is, as important as it is being safe with a pandemic and all of that, it's overwhelming, man. <laughs> it's, you know, it can get you, it gets to everybody, right? I mean, for the most part, I've been good. A, because I've enjoyed a nice little break from work. I've been working in a kitchen in a restaurant for over 20 fucking years. Having a break from that shit is okay with me. 
especially if it gives me more time to work on shit I'm more passionate about, like podcasting, writing, fantasy football. So for the most part, I'm good, but I do have moments. Like last week, it, I just felt so heavy. I had a hard time getting motivated to do podcasting and stuff like that. Because while I'm fully entrenched in this fight for Black Lives Matter, defunding the police, fuck Trump, all of that, it's heavy. And it's overwhelming. And it can feel at times like, man, will, will the good guys win? Because I, I don't really care what, what a lot of people say. Oh, I didn't have this shit plugged in. Sorry, excuse me for that sound. I had to get some stuff plugged in. There we go. <laughs> but I just don't, it, I don't know how you can look at some of these videos of what the police are doing and be okay with that. Other than those are just people that will do anything they can to support their own agenda. And there's not much we can do about that. But it gets overwhelming, you know? So I, I think we need, I don't want to say distractions, because I don't think we should be distracted from A, the movement that's going on right now, or B, the pandemic. I don't think we should be distracted from either one. But I do think we need to take mental breaks from the shit now and again so we don't get overloaded. Similar to anything else in life, no matter how important it is, no matter how hard you want to go at it, if you just keep going and going and going and you're not giving yourself rest, if you're not recharging your batteries, you're going to break down. You're going to wear yourself out. It's important. So I think it's good that when we have things to occupy our minds... At times when we need those breaks. And you can call it distraction if you want. Fine. But the point is. Is that you do. Need to step back. From what's going on occasionally. Take a little time. And sports could be a great. Entertainment factor. A mind occupier. <laughs> so to speak. It could be great for that. So I think that's important for one. And two. We're going to learn a lot about, you know, this pandemic and what's coming with, you know, everything by, you know, how sports handles things. Because there's going to be able, you're going to be able to learn a lot by how they handle things, the results that come from it, you know. If their protocols and everything are set up and they're doing well, then hey, you know, for example, companies can look at that and go, okay. See how the NFL is doing that to get people back to work and get people, you know, in the same building but still being safe. You know, there's going to be a lot of benefit that I think comes from having sports back. And that, I'm saying that, yes, as a sports fan, but I'm also saying that because I believe it to be true. And all you dickheads who like football, but you think kneeling for the flag is disrespectful, yeah? Boy, let me tell you something. Fuck off. Oh, you're not going to watch football anymore? Oh, you're not. You're not. Really. <laughs> I got two things about that. Number one, these fucking assholes that want to keep making it about the flag, these racist motherfucking cocksuckers, 
these motherfuckers who want to carry around an AK gun and dress up in military garb like they're so fucking tough. Bro, come at me. Fisticuffs. Bitches in your guns. I digress. These motherfuckers want to talk about disrespecting the flag and oh, they're not going to watch football anymore. But, nah. <laughs> because my bet is, my bet is, the majority of you cocksuckers will still fucking watch football because you're bitches. It's just like these fucking assholes that whine and complain about WWE. I'm a professional wrestling fan myself. And you know what happened? When I got sick of WWE's bullshit, I fucking quit watching WWE. But so many assholes sit there and complain about it week after week after week. I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm canceling my WWE network subscription. They're right back at it the next week. Or a few weeks later. Very rare are the ones like me who say, you know what? Fuck you, WWE. I am done. I no longer give you my money. No. Fuck you. Because that's what I said to WWE. Cancel subscription. Ain't watch that shit in forever. Don't DVR the Raw, the SmackDown no more. Nah, I'm done. Oh, you really want to get WWE's attention? You got to do that. Complaining about it and threatening to not watch. And then watching anyway isn't going to do a fucking thing. And ultimately, I believe that's what we have here with these people. Well, the majority of them. There will be the most diehard of Trumpers that will refuse to watch it simply because of this flag. And really, it's not even the flag. It's they're mad <laughs> that the players are getting what they want. You hear this all the time. These people try and wrap this stuff in the flag or religion But really, they're just racist assholes who think they're better than. That's what it is. You can't look at the situation and have such a big fucking problem with them kneeling. A peaceful protest, by the way. <laughs> you can't have such a fucking huge problem with that. And if you do, it's, it, you're missing the point. I should take that back. You're free to have the opinion that you want. But it's pretty clear if at this point you have a problem with the flag, what it's really about. Same thing with the dude I had the conversation on, with on Twitter. Or I responded to him. He obviously didn't respond back. Bitch. Where he claimed it's okay to be homophobic, essentially, because homosexuality is, in effect, against the Christian religion, which I pointed out to him he was incorrect and that he was just using his religion as an excuse because my wife is Christian and supports gay rights, and that's what this is too. Really, you just don't like gay people. Really, you just don't like black people. Really, you just don't like trans people or immigrants of any kind, Indian people, Mexican people. These people... Just have that white superiority. 
everybody's less than, right? And so they try and wrap it in patriotism and Christianity and things like that. Much like terrorists do. <laughs> the attacks on 9-11, that was wrapped in religion. Yeah? So, in my opinion, this is what shitty people do. They try and use shit like the flag, like religion, to help their narrative. But I digress. I digress. I'm sorry. I know we're trying to talk about sports, but the shit gets me mad. Shit gets me mad. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. So, but anyway, the NBA. Sounds like they're going to be playing at Disney. We got 22 teams. And what they're going to do is they're going to have an eight-game regular season. Every team is going to play eight games amongst the other 22 teams. And that'll be essentially to determine seeding for the playoffs. So they'll have a, a, the normal 16-team playoffs, okay? So you're going to have six of the 22 teams obviously going home after the eight games. But I think this is going to be interesting. I think this is kind of this is kind of fun. And the NHL is doing something a little bit similar. They're going to have essentially two hub cities. Um, cities like, uh, well, Minneapolis was one. I doubt they'll pick that. <laughs> now, no offense to Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, Minnesota is my second favorite place in the world. Well, in the States. I guess in the world since I haven't been <laughs> outside of the States. I'm one of those unfortunate ones that have not traveled. I've been to Hawaii, but that's still technically the States. But I've not yet been to England, which I'd very much like to go to. I would love to go to Germany. I would love to go to Japan. So there, there are places I would like to see. I just a broke white boy. Obviously, if you can't tell, 20 plus years working in a kitchen doesn't garner you a lot of cash. <laughs> Just enough to take care of your fam. <laughs> That's about it. But I continue on. So two hub cities. Possibly Minneapolis. Probably not. Which is unfortunate. I love Minneapolis. I really do. When I lived in Iowa, that was my home away from home. It was essentially my home. Because I, we tried to go up to Minnesota as much as possible. Because fuck Iowa. Anyway, moving on. Two hub cities, one for the Western Conference, one for the Eastern Conference. The top 24 teams, standing-wise, are going to be going to these hub cities, 12 Eastern, 12 Western. Now, what they're doing with the NHL is the top four teams on each side, East and West, are going to play some games with each other to determine seeding. Okay? One through four. The other eight teams are going to have like a round-robin tournament on each side, the East and the West, to determine the last four playoff spots. So yet again, you'll have the normal 16-team playoff. Eight teams that are going to this return-to-play thing will be going home. So essentially, we're getting the regular playoffs for the NHL and the NBA they're just, in this return to play, giving us a little bit of uh, additional regular season type action before we get into the playoffs. That's very exciting. I, I'm excited for this. I really am. It's different. It's uh, 
they've both made it unique. So like the NBA is not doing the same thing as the NHL. So it's two different setups. I'm really excited for that. And it's going to be crazy because they said, depending on when they start all of this, like this could run to October, which means we could have in September, the beginning of the NFL and then the NBA and NHL playoffs going on. So all this time, you know, the summer we've been like, ah, there's nothing to watch. Everybody's locked in their house. We got no sports. We're about to get fucking sports overload if, 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 if this all goes according to plan. Yes. And as I said, we mentioned MLB, the, the MLS, they're working on a possible tournament in Orlando that would then lead to, I don't know, some regular season games and a playoffs or something like that. Um, so soccer's still working towards things. I mentioned baseball being in a rough spot, but uh, the NBA and the NHL, which are the, aside from football, the two other leagues I care about, I, I lost my love for baseball a long time ago. Um, in large part because they are just, there's just something about baseball and the whole unwillingness to change and, and well, that's fucking the history of baseball and that's the game. You, you can't change the game. Like you see all the other leagues adapting to the times, no matter what area it may be. And obviously the NBA is what just when it comes to social, political, it, all around the NBA is really done a pretty good job. They've been the most on the ball with adapting to times. And uh, baseball's by far been the worst. And I just don't like the, the mentality. I don't like the, oh, a guy can't celebrate after a hit. You're going to hit him with a pitch if he celebrates too much. There's just so, so much bullshit in baseball. And let's fucking face it. It's not that fucking exciting of a game anyway. I used to really enjoy going to baseball games, and I still would. Also, I'll go see the Rockies. Sure, I'll go see a game, but I don't give a fuck that much. <laughs> like, f it's baseball. It's kind of boring. Their ideals are old, and they give two shits about changing for the better. Fuck them. But the NBA, the NHL, they're coming. Football. So, we got some stuff to look forward to sports-wise. Yes, very, very excited. Now, talked a little sports, lightened it up. I did want to talk a little bit more about a guy I mentioned in last week's podcast. I mentioned him earlier in this episode, and that would be Daryl Davis. Part of my struggle with everything going on in the world right now is, A, I can't do more. And I've gone back and forth with this, talked about it earlier. But B, the anger kind of gets to me, man. These fucking people out there that are still supporting Trump. I mean, obviously, most of them are his base, racist, white, superiority type assholes. But it infuriates me. I see videos of guy talking, getting on and talking about, yeah... Yeah, okay, you're going to defund the police. That's right. We got rednecks with guns and we'll just go start handling shit. No. No. What's funny about all of this is the whole reason you wanted fucking guns and shit in the first place 
was to fight a militarized police. I said that way weird. But it was to fight a, the, the, gov if the government militarized the police and started to do some shit like exactly what they're doing, like what Trump is doing. This is what you said you had those guns for, was for this exact moment. But instead, you're going with the dictatorial government. I mean, it's... <laughs> And you, you, you'd be willing to shoot down civilians. All along, this is all you fuckers wanted, was one of these Republican assholes to come in here like Trump and just say, I don't give a fuck. And act the way he's acting. Because, people, if you don't think that if Trump loses later in the year, in the election? You don't think he's going to put up a fucking fight about this shit? That's what's going to get scary. Particularly his little fan base, his fanboys, his Trumpers, because they're all running around with fucking AKs, act, with fucking hard-ons, acting like they're tough shit. And that's where I get upset. Because part of me would just love to go fucking bear Jew on all of them. Know what I'm talking about? Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino, the bear Jew. Dude just fucking carries around a bat, taking out fucking Nazis. That's what I feel like. I feel like pulling some bear Jew shit. Taking my baseball bat and just start going and dropping these Trumpers. Left and right. Tung, tung, tung. Sorry, I got an aluminum baseball bat, so it would be more like tung, tung, tung. But I gotta try and hold that in. Because a lot of them, that's what they wanna do. They wanna rile people like us up. They want us to get angry because they want us to make the first move. You saw it in this fucking protest video. I saw this yesterday. Peaceful protest going on. Some fucking white dude comes up and just starts getting in everybody's face smacking down their signs, getting in their face, shoving them a little bit. And these people are just taking it and chanting and still doing their thing. And I commend them. Because I would have wanted to start beating that fucking dude's skull in. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can get in my face. We're trying a peaceful protest and you're going to come get in my face? But see, that's what they want. And I have to try and remember that. And Daryl Davis is a good reminder. This dude, 62 years old from Chicago. He's a blues musician. He also does some writing, some acting. But he had he started out this whole journey by he just had an issue one time because he was somebody came up to him and talked to him one night after he was playing piano at a bar. And he really dug the way he played piano. White dude. He's like, I've never seen a black dude play piano like that. And he's coming to find out this guy's part of the KKK. Gives Mr. Daryl Davis his, his card and they end up talking on the phone. And Daryl Davis said, he says this out. He wasn't really looking to make friends or befriend a KKK member. For him, it was about understanding. Like... His question was, how do you hate me when you don't even know me? 
And that's true. Man, I've experienced that. And I'm a fucking white dude. I've not experienced it probably because of the color of my skin. But I have experienced that. I got bullied like a motherfucker as a kid. That was a question I thought all the time. Why do they hate me? They don't, even, they don't even know me. They're just beating me up for no fucking reason. Because they think I look funny or dress funny or talk funny. What is it? They don't know me. Why do they hate me? So I can very much relate to that question. Obviously different context. I'm not a black dude having to grow up in a racist America. So different context. But I very much relate to the question. And eventually, he does befriend this guy. The guy hands over his clan robes. And before you know it, Mr. Daryl Davis has become friends with the top three clan leaders in Maryland. And all three of them left their clans. The clans fell apart. And now, in Maryland, there's no KKK. Or at least, so it is said, there might be some hidden... And he just has robes upon robes of all these different clan members. He's turned over 200. Over 200 clan members he's befriended. And because of him, they've turned over their robes and given up the KKK. So it is possible to turn someone away from that hate. Daryl Davis is a great example. And he's awesome. But my thing is, he shouldn't have had to fucking do that. He shouldn't have to turn 200 people's, you know, change 200 people's minds about black folks. He, he shouldn't have to do that. I don't understand the evil and hatred, and it gets me angry. And while I can understand the approach, and I very much appreciate it, that someone like Daryl Davis takes and all of that, we're in a position in this country where the majority of those people in my humble opinion, are beyond changing. Especially the ones who are willing to walk up into a Black Lives Matter protest and start yelling and slapping down signs or posting videos about, yep, take away the cops, us rednecks will run the shit. Uh, fuck you. Those are the kind of people, they ain't gonna change, dead set in their ways, and they're ready for mayhem. Fuck you. So, I guess what I am trying to say is, <laughs> now remember, I'm the mad chatter. I'm a little mad. But I'm just saying, I'm all for the peaceful protests, and I got y'all's back and all of that. But if this shit ever hits the fan, just know, you got at least one crazy-ass white boy in your corner. And he gives two fucks about those rednecks with guns. Because they're bitches. <laughs> they are, my opinion. Anyway, I digress. So, again, I wanted to bring up Daryl Davis again because I wanted to just talk a little bit more about his story because I do think that view is important. I think what he's done is important, even though, in my opinion, he never should have fucking had to. But there's evil pieces of shit in the world. And sometimes they're a little less evil and they can be turned from the evil. And that's what Daryl Davis's mission is. And I applaud him. 
And really, I applaud anybody who does that. For me, I prefer to just speak my mind. And should the time come where I need to let my anger out on some of these Trumpers, racist, redneck motherfuckers, I will. But I also don't need to get in trouble. (laughs) So, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I understand it all, but sometimes I just want to say, fuck the niceties and let's crack these racist cocksuckers' skulls. You know what I mean? It's just, you know. But that's just me. I'm a little mad. I may have a bit of an anger problem (laughs) at times. Uh, Long episode. Talked a lot about this stuff. Draining. But hey, I've had fun. I've had fun. Despite the nice long break. That's probably why it's such a long episode. Because I had a huge break in between the segments. Thanks to the rain. Which I do love the rain. And I'm very glad it's here. Because we've had some fucking scorching hot days. (laughs) But yeah. That break might have done it to where it just recharged me. And I was able to go and go and go. So we'll take a quick one. A very quick one. And then we're going to come back. Close up shop and get out of here, and hopefully go on to have an excellent week. Yes, so be right back. You shall not pass. I watched that movie not too long ago. Was it last week? Fellowship of the Ring. I remember I was always a big fan of The Hobbit growing up. Right? Oh, sorry. I'm going to get my, my, little sheet, my little sheet over here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I was always a big fan of The Hobbit growing up. But I had not, as a youngin', ever gotten to Lord of the Rings. So, as I become a teenager, I find out, I start dating this one girl, and she's like, have you seen Lord of the Rings? And I said, well, no. She said, well, you have to see this. And I said, well, Okay. And after the movie, I was like, oh my God, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. I love Lord of the Rings. How have I not known about this? I literally was so in the dark about this. I don't even know how. Because again, fan of The Hobbit. I was a huge fan. The book, the cartoon, like, I couldn't believe I didn't know about Lord of the Rings. So I find out about this shit and then doing what I normally do. I get obsessive when I get super into something. So I had to go out, buy all the books, write them, read them right away. And so I was fucking ready to go for Two Towers, man. And it became a big, big series for me. I loved, I remember Return of the King, me and a few buddies stood out in the fucking cold waiting to get tickets for that because it was a big deal. (sighs) Good old Gandalf. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, good old Lord of the Rings, wizards and, and, and elves and dwarves, hobbits, fighting, monster, they all come together to fight. It's very like much like what's going on right now. <laughs> Everybody's come together to fight the Trump tyrant. Trump on. You know, like Sauron. Ah, never mind. Apocalyptic shit, I tell you what. Think of apocalyptic shit. We had a fucking, on Saturday, 
a giant-ass asteroid flyby. 2002, an N4 asteroid, to be exact. Taller than the Empire State Building. Not the most dangerous um, asteroid out there, but it definitely would have fucked some shit up had it hit. Now, this one, there, there's been a few in the past few months. There was one last month, right? I think it was the, the 1998 OR2, like a month ago. And that came actually closer than the moon. And that one, the OR2, in 2079, will be three and a half times closer than it was the previous time. So it was already closer than the moon. Then you're going to bring it three and a half times closer. And the thing with these asteroids and stuff is that, you know, they've got the orbits kind of figured out. That's why they can say, hey, it's going to come back again in this period of time. But if something should happen, because things happen in space all the time. And subtle things can change orbits. Things can change over the next period of years. And that orbit of the asteroid, or all in any asteroids for that matter, can shift and that can make it to where it's farther or closer to the planet. And that's really some crazy shit. So the whole asteroid thing just like it looks like it's gonna be a good 50 years before one's gonna get that we know of is gonna come close enough to be scary but um there's also ones that they can't track like that one over russia that one that exploded in the atmosphere over russia you know everybody's on the dash cam you see that light the fucking windows in that like town center area looking you see on the video Push. and that th that shit exploded in the atmosphere man that didn't even hit the ground and they had no idea that one was coming and that's kind of the scary shit but i think most of the time it seems that the ones they don't see are smaller and therefore more likely to burn up in the atmosphere not hit the ground and do a bunch of damage not that it's not possible but Because that one had it come in at a different angle, a little faster, something like that. It could have hit the ground and would have caused more damage. But as far as like, like a planet killer, I would be shocked if one of those showed up without us noticing. Because <laughs> they're bigger, obviously. But yeah, crazy stuff. Asteroids flying around in the sky. So many things to worry about in life right now, but we, we, we move on. We push through because that's what we do. That's what we do. So we're going to close up shop for now. I'm going to get out of here. I got some other stuff to do. I got another fucking fantasy football article to write. And I've been doing some writing in my books as usual. And so I've got some uh, uh, good stuff to do in there. And then I've got to take my wife. She's got a minor surgical procedure today. Poor gal. So I'm going to have to be taking care of the missus for a little bit the next few days. So that's what my week is like. I hope the rest of you have a wonderful week yourself. The next episode, I plan on discussing Be Water, which is... 
the new SPN 30 for 30, and it's about Bruce Lee. And I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee, in part because I very much love the martial arts. If you've heard me before, I was a pretty good... Uh, I was pretty good at karate when I was younger. Won some trophies and shit. And then I kind of got out of it. But I've, I've since been trying to get more back into the martial arts. And not just learning moves, but studying martial arts and the history and stuff like that. And weapons. I've been, I've been learning movements with the bow staff. I have katanas. So I, I'm really into that whole kind of style. And I love Bruce Lee. Dude is literally like... My height, my build, my weight, like I look at him, obviously he's got, he's more, much more ripped. <laughs> I mean, that dude's, you know, he's not very big at all, but that's muscle in there. <laughs> I don't have nearly as much muscle as the Bruce Lee, but I do have that same kind of build. We're the same height, same weight, about the same weight. We're, we're about the same build. And not trying to say I'm anything like, like Bruce Lee. I just really like Bruce Lee. And I see someone that is my size. And I'm like, yeah, you can be a badass too. You know? Don't let nothing stop you. It's another thing you lose, learn from Bruce Lee. But with the whole Bruce Lee thing, that he fought a lot of racism and shit too. And there's a lot of that in the documentary. That There's a lot that pertains to what's going on in our world now. And... Um, it's just a lot of, it's just very interesting. So I'm going to get this documentary finished and we're going to talk about it on the next episode. So that's what I got for you for now. Longer episode this week. Hopefully you like it. If you don't, fuck off. <laughs> Again, thank you for joining me. This has been the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Please follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness. Do not forget. And try and have a great week. I know a lot going on in the world. It's heavy, but we're going to make it through. It's going to be all good. So stay safe, stay strong, stay vigilant people. Much love to you all. Peace out. <laughs>